0: Yeah,
1: I don't know how to play patty cake. That's why I was just making the noises. Yeah, me too. People listening think we were just playing patty cake. I don't. I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) Deciding to keep it in. (laughs) We're already in it. This is the podcast. This is it. We're Um, in it. We're here. We're we're in it. We can't get out. Uh, we're here to talk about Black Widow today. We just got back from seeing oh it. My, shut up! Stop lying to the people. Marvel finally made its big return They're, to cinema. They literally can read the title. That says <laughs> I was thinking Space Jam. It'd be, be really funny to just have it titled Black Widow. The description is the boys definitely talk about Black <laughs> Widow. <laughs> but, you know, keep that. Let's do that instead. All right, yeah, this is the Black Widow episode. We're gonna be talking about Space Jam: The New Legacy. I really, I really like
0: uh, the part where she dunked the
1: ball. <laughs> yeah, and
0: Florence Pugh's got hops. She's got, she's got hops. She's got mad hops.
1: Pugh Hive, Stan. Uh, people listening probably still don't know what we're actually talking about today. We are going to they be, can't be talking tell if about. Joking.
0: We are going to be talking about the epic return of. What's our podcast called again? Fail uh, on Film School. The epic return of Fail on Film School. We're coming at you live and in color with some Looney Tune LeBron James crossover action. That's right. Space Jam, A New Legacy. We literally just watched it. Uh-huh. And I turned on the microphone immediately to... So we can spew out our
1: We haven't even talked about it with each other
0: nonsense before.
1: Yeah, no car ride home because we live
0: in a time where going to the movie theater like could kill you now. So like <laughs> we're just we watched it in my apartment and we're turned on the mic and start recording it.
1: On HBO Max. Thank you, HBO Max. Again,
0: sponsored by Warner Media. <laughs> um, Truly this but, whole podcast. Both this movie and this podcast. Big fans of the Warner Brothers. Oh my god,
1: yeah, so today we watched uh, Ready Player LeBron. Ready Player LeBron, the (laughs) MVP, King James. Um, Truly the death of culture, (laughs) the end of
0: society. (laughs) We've been in a death of culture for quite a while now, but this is definitely a herald of like, if something was a herald before, this is like the result of like the herald warning us and then us just not heeding the warning yeah, whatsoever. Yeah, it's
1: late-stage capitalism, the movie.
0: Which is really weird, because it acknowledges that it is late-stage capitalism, the movie, and then just presents us anyway. Yeah. Like, they do say early on in the movie that this is a terrible idea. Why would anyone <laughs> do this? And then they just do it for another hour and 20 minutes. So... Yeah, well, I you mean... Know.
1: So- this movie um, is a sequel to the 1996 classic Space Jam, which you just watched early. Which I today. watched today for the very first time. Which is
0: insane to me that you've never seen Space Jam until both the Space Jams. Honestly, yeah, today's Space Jam Day. Literally, yeah. d- today. this is the
1: only time I'll watch either movie, and the only time the I'll last talk ti- about them. The so. last time. <laughs> yeah. So okay, what as a person who've seen who only saw Space Jam when
0: they were an adult what do you what does it work yeah it doesn't hold up what did you think of just the original space jam first so
1: basically it's actually not bad like it's an okay movie okay the 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 original space jam judging it as a 27 year old who watched it for the first time today (laughs) um it's it's okay i mean obviously like it doesn't hold up visually it was never going to. Right. But, like, it's funny. Like, it's fine. It's a Looney Tunes movie about basketball, and it's fine. It's cheesy, and it's for kids, and it's basically fine. I, I have no issue with Space Jam. So, do you know the backstory of why it was even. Because of a Nike ad. So, like, a Nike ad that featured LeBron and Looney Tunes. So, right? okay.
0: But the Nike ad was like, all right, we need, like, a bunch of marketing people who just, you know, marketing people drugged out cocaine to the to the maximum right a bunch of marketing people were like yes we need to have the Le- Le- michael jordan i'm just, I was gonna say lebron james but Did i say lebron james i think i, I said lebron it, james it, so they needed to have michael jordan to do the nike ad but they were like who is cool enough to let michael jordan play basketball with and they're like okay bugs bunny <laughs> duh right so michael no jordan michael jordan bugs bunny basketball ad great great whatever right and then they were like this would be a great Movie because cocaine once again, <laughs> but Michael Jordan didn't want to like they didn't want to do it or whatever because Michael Jordan was like you know he's playing basketball all the time so he couldn't really commit the time to doing it like filming commercials one thing during the off season but like
1: right. doing a
0: whole movie during the off season is a completely different thing and so like Michael Jordan wins like you know he won six championships like he did three three three-peats. like three years in a row he won a championship he retired for a year. Do you, do you know this? Right? Yeah, I think I did know this and, when I read it on Wikipedia. Oh, all right. yeah. so but you know that it, like at the after he won his third championship, his dad died. Oh, I don't know if I knew that. So his dad was murdered. Oh shit! by By carjackers, like they jacked his car.
1: I do I didn't know that.
0: But there's a conspiracy theory where it wasn't like it was carjackers, but those carjackers ha- like may have been hired by the mafia. Or, or people that, like, Michael Jordan was indebted to. Because Michael Jordan is a sociopath, has to win at everything, and so much so that he gambles all the fucking time. Wow. Like, he is a degenerate gambler on record. He would fly, like, from Atlantic City to, like, back to Chicago, like, on an overnight. Like, he'd go to Atlantic City, gamble, then fly back for the, the finals game the next day.
1: Jesus
0: yes it, this is like I think he would do it with like it, like when they were playing in the playoffs in New York as well he would just like go down to Atlantic City and then like go back up like gamble all night go back up to New York and still like play basketball and win the fucking game because he's a freak of nature but he just has to win at all costs <laughs> so the NBA was like okay your dad got murdered you probably should like not be a part of basketball for a while. So like, it, I mean, I, obviously, like if your dad gets murdered, you're probably gonna be emotionally fucked up about it. So like, maybe you go play baseball for a year. <laughs> but he tried. He like tried to play baseball for a year. I think he got signed to the White Sox, but like was in their developmental league for a year. They only signed him because they were like, "What's well, Michael Jordan? Like, we're not gonna not sign him." And then came back to the Bulls. In 90 uh, in 96 when space jam came out wow so it was like and he didn't win the championship that year like they they didn't get the the rest I don't think they won in 96 I could be wrong they did another three peat after he came back but I think it was like the 96 97 season then 98 99 and on so like the conspiracy is that this movie was like a propaganda piece to get people reacquainted with the idea of, like, Michael Jordan being the good guy. Uh-huh. Because there was a lot of negative press about Michael Jordan in the media at the time. At, in, on account of the fact that his dad was murdered under suspicious circumstances. So, like, and all the, you know, the gambling stuff and him being a sociopath, of course. Um, not covered at all in the the Last Dance documentary, if you've watched that. I have no. It's a documentary about yeah, yeah. Michael Jordan. Yeah. But it's... um. Yeah, not covered at all. They do obviously talk about his dad's death, but no conspiracy theory links to Space Jam whatsoever. I think they show a little bit of the Space Jam stuff, but not really going in-depth about it. Um, It's... I think the guy who directed it, it was the only movie he ever directed.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's true. Which is insane. He might have done one other thing before Space Jam, but I think Space Jam's the last movie he
0: directed. (laughs) Um... So like they got him to direct Space Jam and then because I think
1: him. he did the ads I think he did the I think he was part of the, well I mean he
0: worked with Buzz Bunny before I so think, that's yeah, why they I needed think, him to work yeah with him. he yeah. was
1: part of the origination of the whole idea the director
0: but but Space Jam is like there's you know how like I you've read Save the Cat right? yeah yeah they they he talks about double mumbo jumbo like yes don't do like in your script don't do shit that's don't don't have him be a wizard and like and also an alien he's also a robot wizard yeah yeah um so like that space ship is really just like quadruple mumbo jumbo because we don't have to go by save the cat but i I mean it is bullshit like the rules of that book are fucking terrible but like i mean most of them are the guy wrote blank checks yeah (laughs) this is like (laughs) this is so inside baseball about like screenwriting shit that like Only people who've gone to, like, film school and, like, took these fucking classes would be like, yeah, this guy fucking sucks. That's
1: that's probably a a good chunk of our audience. Yeah, the three uh, people. Yeah, the people Uh, who we know who we went to film school
0: with. (laughs) So fucking, like... But still, it is, like, a lot of concepts on top of one another. Uh, It's not great, but it does... There is, like, an arc, Right. Like, yeah. with Space Jam, where it's, like, he's very reluctant to be part of the Looney Tunes, and then he's finally, like, he has to embrace himself becoming a Looney Tune to, like, win the game, ultimately. Um, and there is an arc in this movie as well. But what was... F- what fueled the original Space Jam was, like, capitalism mixed with, like, tons and tons of cocaine... And it feels like all the cocaine is just lost upon this one. (laughs) Where it's just, like, straight late-stage capitalism shoved in our face. Yeah, and
1: CGI. They replaced all the coke with
0: CGI. Really? They really did. They traded in, like, the good C for the bad C.
1: (laughs) Although, I'm sure the, the beleaguered, likely non-union visual effects crews. They were probably doing a lot of coke to, all to the, crunch this out. All the Korean people who probably worked on this. Um, So this movie follows LeBron James, who is a basketball player, in case you don't know. Debatably the best basketball player ever. Again, probably Michael Jordan is still the best basketball player <laughs> of all time. but And uh, he's sucked into a computer... Because an algorithm gets angry that he doesn't like his ideas of turning LeBron James into a Warner Brothers, like, movie star, fake, deep, fake algorithm AI. They want to (laughs) –
0: so they want to take LeBron James and they want to license his image –
1: as a Warner Brothers property. And make movies starring a, a fake, you know, a, so they a digitized use, LeBron. Yeah, they want right. to use,
0: like, they want to turn LeBron basically into a Looney Tunes character.
1: Right, and then make, you know, Harry Potter, Game of Thrones movies starring cartoon LeBron. Starring right. LeBron James, correct. Which, great. I think that's a
0: great idea. I think we should put <laughs> LeBron James in more things. Um, but also, like, he's got. He's got a fake family, which is, like, not his wife and three kids. It's just, like, a, a bunch of actors. And <laughs> though he his one son is, like, I practice basketball every day. And his other son is just, like, I'm just a gamer.
1: <laughs> yeah, his son's a gamer. And his dad's, like, no. you got to play you basketball. you got to play physical games, not you, video games.
0: You, he's, like, look, I've made my millions, bajillions of dollars building up a brand and media empire uh, to play Basketball. That's what you have to do because you are my son. And it, the the gamer kid's just like I just want a game.
1: And he made a video game. He made a basketball video game where it's like it's it's more than just real basketball. It's like you get style points. You can you can do like trick shots. It's and like, like a, all sorts of fun bullshit. It's video game shit. It's, it's a video like, game. Uh, he it's makes like NBA
0: game. Street. Like they they used to play those um. There's a franchise of games for a while that was like sports games that just had like right. wacky rules. Right. And it's it's like that.
1: It's like that. So, the, the algorithm played by Tom Sheetle. which is so it's incredible.
0: Cause like, I just watched the, the other HBO Max movie that he was on, and he was the new Soderbergh. Yeah, the new Soderbergh. was it? Yeah. Soderbergh. It's it's all right. I like so. Yeah, I mean, I like it. All full, right, yeah. diatribe. They we gotta stop this trend of like surprise Matt Damon.
1: <laughs> Is there a surprise Matt Damon yeah. in it? Oh good.
0: Like like you like we gotta we you gotta tell us Matt Damon's in the movie. You can't just spring it on us. You can't just say, Oh, here look who's here because not everybody likes Matt Damon. Some people don't wanna see a movie with Matt Damon in it. So you can't just not advertise Matt Damon and then have him show him in the movie. That's just a a separate issue between with movies in general. Anyway, Don Cheadle's in this movie, the Sodenberg movie, and he's acting in it. Right. I don't know what the fuck he did in this movie. <laughs> he, got at, he got he's, paid. He got paid in this movie. That's what I, I mean, happened.
1: Everybody clearly got paid in this movie. Oh, they paid Bugs Bunny well, because he did a lot. <laughs> but... <laughs> I mean, he was willing to delete himself just to save the group. Just to I save mean, the group. He's a hero. Anyway, so Don Cheadle sucks LeBron and his son into the video, into the... His game the, 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 the server verse. The Warner Brothers server verse. Back up. Yeah. LeBron
0: brings his gamer son to the Warner Brothers meeting. <laughs> not very professional, LeBron James. I thought you were an athlete both which, which on the court and off the court. Ends up being not important,
1: actually, because after LeBron's like, this is a terrible idea about licensing his ass – the son is like, I actually think it's pretty cool. And the algorithm likes that the son thinks that it's a good idea because it's the algorithm's idea, and he's watching them as this happens. So he kidnaps them, and he basically makes LeBron play basketball to save himself, and he manipulates LeBron's son into playing against him and to, like, being mad at his dad, which he has, like, he has like reason to be upset at his dad, but Don Cheadle's just manipulating him. Yeah, it's... And then and they have to play... And he has to collect a team... To play basketball originally, so LeBron is smart though. LeBron's like, I, I don't yeah, want. Yeah, he's like, f- I'm gonna get Superman. I'm gonna get
0: King Kong. Yeah, he's he's like, I need. He's like, I need a power forward. I need he like he's, he's he very, gets what he's doing. Yeah, he, he very much gets the idea where it's like, okay, I'm gonna go to all the properties of Warner Brothers. But again, backing up for a second here, how do how does the everyday person know? that King Kong is a Warner Brothers property. Oh,
1: you don't know who owns what? I I just I know who owns everything <laughs> these days. I mean, you just got to <laughs> You got to keep
0: up with brands or you're just not
1: yeah, a real person. It's anymore. not at all surprising that someone who hosts a film podcast would know which properties are owned by which major studios. But it is pretty cool that LeBron knows. It I'm is, really I'm impressed with his recall. I It's total recall of
0: Warner Brothers movie? I don't know. (laughs) I
1: just talked about how I know what stuff is. I don't know. I don't think Do you think
0: Stanley Kubrick would have been like, yes, I would like the clockwork orange men to be in this film. I mean, I
1: fucking doubt I'm surprised they got Game of Thrones characters in there. Yeah, they got they got George they got Mad Max characters in there. They got the George they got, you know, the Game of Thrones characters in here. Well, a dragon and the Night King and whatnot at least. There's no Ned Stark. But it's like, I can't imagine, I don't know if George, how would. Imagine if, that. like,
0: imagine if Sean Bean rolled through and, like... <laughs> yeah, I was kind of
1: hoping. <laughs> when, when, when LeBron was putting his list together, I was like, he's gotta get Gregor Clegane. Like, let's get the mountain in here. <laughs> like, anyway, so Bugs Bunny won't let him pick the best people, because Bugs Bunny's got his own agenda, because Don Cheadle kidnapped all his friends. Can I talk about his list of people that he wants for a sec, though? Yeah. He
0: does put Trinity on the list, which I'm a huge Trinity stand for <laughs> The Matrix, but if I'm LeBron, like, why wouldn't you pick Neo? It's true. I guess they, like, be- and that's the thing about, it's, uh, late-stage capitalism is that you have to acknowledge that you are being sexist if you don't put at least one woman <laughs> on your team. Yeah. But it's, like, Trinity is not as powerful as Neo. Like, we all, we all saw the movie, and we all know that. Granted, Trinity is badass and great, I think she's probably I think I like her more than Neo in the movies in general. But you have to pick Neo. Like I'm not fucking <laughs> picking Trinity. Like if if I had to if if they were on the lineup and I'm picking it's my next turn and it's Trinity or Neo, I'm picking Neo. But
1: they already have a uh, talented female. They have Lola Bunny. They they have one talented female and that's all they're required to do. But Tweety Bird is a female. Oh, is uh, that true? Granny's the th- the female. That's true. They do have a bunch of women. I'm I just think Road a girl. Really? I don't know. I don't know. Who cares? Granny and Tweety <laughs> definitely are. Anyway, it's... <laughs> yeah, it's, um... It's it's a strange setup because they have Bugs be like, Alright, he kidnapped all my friends. Or, not like kidnapped, but like, Convinced them to go out elsewhere in the sewerverse and leave Looney Tunes world. So Bugs has LeBron, like, go and rescue all his friends. But... I really thought a full act of the movie was going to be saving the Looney Tunes from these other properties. And that wraps up in like less than five minutes. It's just a montage. It's a quick montage, which honestly is a relief because I thought a lot more of the movie was going to be Ready Player One style, like forays into pop culture and other Warner Brothers properties. It's not that much of the film. Which is a good thing. I thought it was going to be way more. I thought it was. It's already too much, but I thought it was going to be way more. I thought it was going to be
0: that too. And then when we got to the basketball, I was like, "Oh, we're going to just watch a full game of basketball, aren't we?"
1: with With Warner Brothers characters in the audience, not really participating. But then I was after I was like, I kind of want to see
0: the Warner Brothers adventures now, like (laughs) because I'm like I don't really need to watch a full game of basketball. We could just do like a like. A quick first half, they're down, and then they come back and win the game, which is what happens. Yeah. But, like... And this
1: what happens in the first movie. Yeah, I mean, it's... We know... It's nearly a remake. Once we get to
0: the basketball, we know what's going to happen, but, like, it takes up a large majority of, like, the back half of the movie. It's just so drawn out because they have to do, like, all the sequences now of them doing crazy shit because they're looney tune characters so they can do their looney tune shit and they also have the other like fake cgi characters that can do their fake cgi shit um they basically made like an avengers style movie with the looney tunes yeah
1: kind of cool actually when you think about it so uh, let's (laughs) let's compare and contrast with the original i mean the original is is for better or worse a classic (laughs) it is well it's (laughs) for our generation at it's least fondly it's fondly remembered it's, yeah.
0: but it's not really a good no movie no it is it's just fondly remembered because like the soundtrack's amazing mm-hmm. and it was a weird enough movie that as a child you're like this is kind of funny
1: right like, and it is actually kind of funny like there's funny stuff yeah, there. like, mostly bill murray
0: most mostly the three scenes that bill murray is in <laughs> are like still hold up and are very funny but the movie does ask a lot of you as, like, a critical movie watcher to, like, suspend your disbelief a lot, right? When you're just on a basic fundamental, like, concept of it. Where this is, like, because we already know it's a sequel to Space Jam, we can kind of chuck everything out the window and just accept it for what it is.
1: Yeah. The original has a lot more, like... The monsters are from space, and the Looney Tunes live inside the Earth, and there's a lot of, like, transport between the three locations. And then this one is, like, we're going inside the digital. Yeah. And that's all you need to understand. It's fine. Like, it doesn't matter. We're going into the computer. In, like, the original one was, like, the Looney Tunes, like, stopped. Like,
0: they lived in, like, their own world. Like, they still lived in, like, Toon World or whatever. But, like when you were watching them on TV they it, it was like they were acting out a play every day right so like they stopped like their their TV show to go have like a meeting right with with Michael Jordan but this is like oh they're just like backed up on a server or something yeah and it's kind of i don't know if it, it feels like i they sucked a lot of like that imagine imagination out of it
1: yeah i know what you mean it is a little bit more of like
0: because we know, like, we as an audience know that it's like, yeah, like, we're watching something that was filmed and, like, was housed somewhere. Like, they p- put it up and we're watching it from their computer, basically, right? And to tell us that, yeah, LeBron got sucked into the computer, like, he's trond or whatever, is, it, it's, like, more realistic, I guess. It avoids, like, the. The double Mumbo Jumbo thing. But it's like it doesn't it it it's it already like answers the questions that you may have about like oh LeBron is gonna meet up with the Looney Tunes. Well how's that gonna happen, right? So like with the Michael Jordan one, it's just oh, like there's a whole imaginary world that like people might know about.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's kinda it, the original does have the Looney Tunes as more like real, like they're living characters, like they're they're real in some sort of sense. And in this, it's like they're just data, and it's harder to. They don't feel as real. It's it's they're equally fake in because, both. Because because it's just a matter of story. This setup.
0: movie was written by like ten people probably in a boardroom that were like, well, how do we make this as realistic as possible
1: no i think the question was how do we get as many warner brothers properties into it as possible Uh, that's another issue that they had
0: on their bulletin board but they wanted to make it ground ground grounded as much as they could with like the concept of it where the other writer room was just like when is our dealer getting here (laughs) like that
1: was their biggest question this really felt like the executives were like, okay, Ready Player One exists. We made it, and it made... I don't, I don't even think it did that well. It probably did fine. Did Warner Brothers make Ready Player One? Yeah, because it, it's it's also... Yes, Warner Brothers... It has all the waters. It has Iron Giant. It has The Shining. It's got all the Warner Brothers stuff I in it. I haven't seen Ready Player One. It's like not good. You don't need to see it. But this is basically Ready Player One, but Space Jam it. That's kind of cool. It's, ba- it's like, I can't, they made it again. They just made it, like, they just did it again. They, it's really, It. this is truly the sad thing. Like, Warner Bros. just like, we have all these properties and we need to get as much money out of them as possible. So a few years ago they make a movie where they can use as many of those as possible. And a few years later they're like, oh, we can just do it again with Space Jam. So we can add another property. We can just make that again. And Ready Player won it. It's not good. I really hate it. It makes me so sad. I really like a lot of Warner Brothers properties. And I hated watching this. Because it just was so disrespectful of my time and sanity. I I just felt... It's two hours long, by the way. This I movie's did, two hours long. I did feel like I
0: was abused a little bit.
1: Like... I don't Yeah, I kind of feel that too. It's like it's like there's so little <sighs> Okay, let's let's get into compare and contrast, and I do have some positive notes about this. So um okay, one, the Looney Tunes stuff is good. The the stuff in this that is mostly that is purely just like Looney Tunes bits is funny. Looney tunes are funny, and they're funny here. I think there there's something timeless about Yeah. The slapstick, the physical yeah. comedy, the exaggeration. And if
0: you, if you like, watched a classic Looney Tunes cartoon, like, you... you it lives in your You DNA. can get the reference. Yeah. Like, you don't even have to remember much about them. Like, you get the rabbit season, duck season, like, that's that's stuff's you great. Get, you, like, if you understand the concept between Wiley Cody and the Roadrunner, like, everything that they can do is, like, yeah. some sort of funny gag, right? I don't
1: think it's controversial to say Looney Tunes are good they're still good in this. That part's fine. The aspect of it that is like them doing their bits is good. Another positive note: I'll say LeBron James much better actor than Michael Jordan. See, not like a great actor, but a much better actor than Michael Jordan. There's
0: some there's some spots where it felt like he was good. Yeah. Where, where not like he wasn't like consistently great. It felt like he was great, passable. But, like, but then there were there were other line reads where he was just god awful. For sure. Oh yeah yeah yeah. But de- 100%. But
1: definitely overall better than Michael Jordan. <laughs> and I'll even say the core like the the original space jam is like the looney tunes have to save their own selves from being enslaved by the monstars. Like that's the core conflict of the first one. The core conflict in this one is LeBron and his son. So there's like that's a it, there's a better emotional core to this movie, but it also that is also what lends it to some of the like Really like formulaic stuff that it gets into as as a movie. Like that, it, it's a better core, but it leads to some of the other issues. Right, like they like the Looney Tunes are like
0: we need we need Michael Jordan's help.
1: Right, in the first one, in, which is like justifying the movies because existence. that's what the monsters do, do. Yeah,
0: the monsters come in and they take everybody's
1: like all the good NBA players. And Michael Jordan's a baseball player, so they yeah, don't so steal they don't his power. Third. So yeah. right, so they can use him. But yeah, so in this. Those are the things I would say are positive over the first movie, or not. Not the well, not the, the Looney Tunes are equally good in both, but the other notes. Yeah, that's that's what's improved based on the first movie, and as a, for everything else, it's not as good as the first movie. Just on the whole, it's not as good as the first movie. You don't need to watch this. It's. I disagree. I think
0: you need to watch it, just so that you're reminded of the time that we're living in
1: (laughs) yeah you need to know you need to confront the reality
0: confront that this is how the media i mean this is what this is what martin scorsese says when there's like cinemas dying right this This is is it this is the death of cinema
1: yeah and the death of culture yeah this is like it's it's so sad it's we're at a stage of capitalism where the major companies own so many fucking properties each that they're eating each other up because they can't like they they they're being swallowed up by each other because they can't compete with how giant everyone else is getting you know disney took fox etc you know we, we see all this stuff and now ip like franchises like these things have become so all important in the culture that movies can be funded simply based on how many franchises are seen because that's how many fan bases you can potentially get to see this movie. You're not like writing a unique good story. You're not like discovering cool new actors. You're just referencing as many things as you can and hoping that enough people will go, I get that reference and pay you money. They want
0: to they want to see the thing they like and they don't want to see anything that they don't like. It's very rare nowadays where something comes along that is completely new and like a new property that is that the culture gets like impacted by, right? And once it does, once it does impact the culture, it's so assimilated into everything else. Yeah, like like Rick and Morty is in this. Yes, and but Rick and Morty is something that was it was so left field and shouldn't when have it worked. first came out. When yeah. it first came out, and every like a lot of people liked it enough, and now it's in fucking Space Jam and Fortnite.
1: Yeah, like that's that's the point where we're at. Where they someone like back Rick, dumb who sh- who is like. And, you know, I'm not saying, like, Rick's, you know, the greatest character of all time or anything, or even that we have to treat cartoons with fucking deference, but, like, the character of Rick is such an anti-establishment like prick of a character that to bring him into these kind of things just feels like such a fundamental betrayal of the whole idea of the property you're supposedly trying to serve when you're not actually serving that property you're serving like your fucking stockholders and just trying to attract people to pay money for a ticket it's like i can't imagine you know dan Harmon is like thrilled about the idea that rick is in Fortnite and Space Jam, but I don't how, know that he cares that much. But did he but, get? But did he get like a million dollars or something? I pick? don't know if. Here's the thing. I don't know if George R. R. Martin got paid for the Night King showing up. I don't think that Dan Harmon got paid for Rick and Morty showing up. Justin Roiland might have gotten paid for doing the voices for this bit. Right. But like. It's like, Warner Bros. owns the property. They don't need, that's why they're doing it. They don't need to pay anyone to put Rick and Morty in this. They don't need to pay anyone to put the Iron Giant in this. They don't need to pay anyone to put uh, fucking Alex from A Clockwork Orange and his fucking droogs in the background of the audience. They can do it because they own it. That's the whole point. They own it, so they're doing it, and that's all it needs to be because money. That's all it, that's the whole thing stemmed from that. The whole thing.
0: I don't think Warner I'm Brothers... I'm really depressed. I don't think... Oh.
1: <laughs> Sorry, what
0: were you saying? I just don't think Warner Brothers is going to sponsor us anymore after... <laughs> yeah,
1: we're... Wow. We, we're Usually we're like... We're, we're fondling the sack of Warner Brothers a little we're bit. We're sucking but, on the teeth usually. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, we didn't like Joker. That was the other time we really, we really went after him. I don't but. think we liked any of the movies that... We've seen him there, <laughs> to be honest. Well, Detective Pikachu, we had fond feelings about, even though it was, you know, a, it's bad.
0: <laughs> Very different thing when we get, wait. Where was Pikachu in
1: this movie? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know, maybe... Maybe, you know why? I don't know that they it's, totally own those it, rights. It is
0: the 25th anniversary of Pokemon, and they are very smart in their marketing, and they would not have Pikachu anywhere near this.
1: Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if the Pokemon company had a much stricter hold on those characters that like, Warner Brothers is like, o- obligated for to some of their other there's properties. There's a bunch of
0: different people who have... They're handsome Pokemon, but that's... Yeah, I, it's probably a,
1: a larger... It's probably a trickier thing to get them in. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, like, Mad Max Fury Road, which I guess they just own outright. I mean, they didn't even... They
0: didn't... They
1: drew over...
0: They just recycled footage from Mad Max. And they drew over... um, What's his name's character? Mad, yeah, like,
1: I, I couldn't tell. It seemed like it was just footage it from was, Mad Max. It yeah. literally
0: was just footage from Mad Max that they inserted... Wily Coyote and Roadrunner 2, which honestly, they fit so well in Mad Max that it's like, I'm not even that <laughs> mad. I'm more just dumbfounded at, like, why did they put Foghorn Leghorn as Daenerys? Yeah,
1: that one I didn't get. Like, Yosemite Sam and Casablanca I, is, is
0: a funny bit. That's joke. kind
1: of a funny bit because play it again, Sam. Like, that's cool. That, I mean, it's not good. I don't like that. It's fine. It was funny. I accept it. But. Um, <laughs> oh my god! The
0: Lola Bunny in, voiced by Zendaya. So,
1: so Lola Bunny, it like, she was not a Looney Tune. She was created for the Space Jam for original. original Space Jam, Space which Space I Jam. didn't know. I, I had never seen Space Jam as we've discussed, but I knew Lola Bunny and I knew Lola Bunny was in Space Jam. But I didn't know that Lola Bunny originated in Space Jam again the product of cocaine <laughs> is that
0: you can't just have like you have to have a girl in it but like she's got to be a sexy bunny yeah, right? you gotta have
1: a sexy bunny who's good at basketball i can prove that girls and she can, fucks in can that fucking, yeah <laughs> like <laughs> she canonically fucks <laughs> and and that's great
0: we love that for her <laughs> but like that was all fueled by cocaine and now because there's no cocaine in it she's like just kind of bland like she did not say a catchphrase what was your catchphrase? I don't even remember.
1: Uh, don't call me. Uh, is it honey or is it doll? Don't call me doll or something. I don't
0: even remember. That's
1: her catchphrase. She says it in the first movie. She says it at least twice. Is is that's, never that's call enough. me doll. That's enough to be a catchphrase. Yeah, she doesn't say it in this one. Um, yeah, I honestly. I mean, I like Zendaya. Her voice did not seem like Lola Bunny's voice to me, but that's just because I watched the first Space Jam today. And it's a different voice actress, and it's just very different. Like Bugs Bunny is always Bugs. No matter who's voicing Bugs Bunny, they're doing a Bugs Bunny voice. You know right. what I mean? He sounds like there was a different person voicing him in this movie than the original Space Jam, but they both sound like Bugs Bunny. But Lola Bunny doesn't, I guess, have as iconic. Like you have to sound like this, like Porky Pig or Daffy Duck. So it's a so Zendaya is just doing like she have to sound like her, a female like, <laughs> a voice. Like she's just doing like her own voice. Like she's acting, but she's not like putting on a voice. I'm gonna be real with you.
0: Like, I don't know what Zendaya sounds like. So, like, without her face, right? So, like, they literally could have gotten any actress to be Lola Bunny. I don't. I, I don't get
1: why it was. I don't get why they cast anyone special to be Lola Bunny. Just get a good voice actor who can do like the the fucking uh, some sort of semblance of the voice from the want, original. They want to attract
0: people because they still, I guess they still think movie stars exist.
1: Warner Brothers owns HBO and Zendaya stars in Euphoria, so, synergy. Yeah, I
0: mean, I don't don't understand how that works. Are there, like, when you're, when you do, like, a Warner Brothers movie, like, you don't just sign on to, like, a contract where you're, like, you can only do Warner Brothers movies. But, like, I guess if, like, if the casting people like you, if you go, maybe they just like have you in a roster. It's partially
1: like who you know. It's like, oh, we know we like working with this person, but it's also, I would imagine partially like, We've already invested time and money in making this person a star because we put like a lot of backing behind this movie and that if, they headlined. Yeah. And if we can continue to bolster them up, it'll only help that other franchise if we can get their profile raised with this other thing. Zendaya's in the Marvel movies, right? She's in. She's Spider-Man. in the Spider-Man movies, okay. but that's but that's not related to WB. Yeah.
0: Right. So so it's not
1: like she's like they're like you can't do Spider-Man kind of thing. But no, I yeah, she's not limited to one studio, but. I do imagine it's like oh like you're in a you're in Euphoria that's a property we own it doesn't hurt to like have you do this other thing you know like it can't hurt but it it made her like, it made Lola Bunny stand out it was like weird everyone all the other Looney Tunes were like Looney Tunes and Lola Bunny is like just Zendaya a,
0: just a girl
1: <laughs> yeah I mean again nothing against Zendaya I like her I like Euphoria but I don't want it was Zendaya. a weird choice I felt I, it didn't quite I didn't get it. I think that they, the 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 people
0: that they picked to be basketball people, in the, like the th- goon squad. The goon squad. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think they did. They lend their voices in the thing, but it just was like, these are LeBron's friends, so like, <laughs> they just put them in the movie instead I mean, that, of like that would make sense. instead of asking like, like more relevant players. I mean like anthony davis and clay thompson are like relevant players i'm not that familiar with the wnba to be honest with you but i'm sure those players are like just as like talented as clay thompson and uh, anthony davis and like obviously they probably thought like for corporate stuff they're like we need to have it wnba people but i'm sure lebron is like friends with them as well but like it doesn't their punch in the movie is not like Oh, they, we got Charles Barkley and Larry Bird, kind of. Right. <laughs> like, right. like, which
1: is great. Like, or Bill like, Murray. No Bill Murray. No Bill. You're very obsessed with this Bill Murray. Look, I love Bill Murray. <laughs> he's the best part of the first one. And he's not in this at all, except in that picture in the end credits. We think. I, I think it was it Bill Murray. It looks like him. And it's in a golf thing, and he's in golf in the I first one. I think they one. just took
0: a funny picture of Bill Murray at a pro am, and they threw a Tune next to him. Yeah. Bugs Bunny, yeah. next to him. That's probably all it is. See, like, Bill Murray is fine like he's funny but he's got like a shtick nowadays where it's just like he's got like his old man character yeah and it, 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 i don't know it just feels like he doesn't care about it he anything. probably doesn't and he, and good on him he's already made a whole bunch of money yeah. so it's it's his right not to care but i don't know i'm kind of over the bill murray like reverence and i like bill murray yeah but i, do, I don't think that like we should be worshiping him as the of, uh, infallible
1: oh i don't think I'm, I'm i don't think i'm worshiping him as like a, i don't i don't know what he's like in real life maybe he's a dick i don't know him. but i don't know him either he's really funny i like seeing him on screen
0: i i think it would have been cool to see bill murray in this movie we did get a cameo from michael jordan
1: yes but not <laughs> not michael a jordan
0: <laughs> i don't think his middle name actually starts day. no but that's the joke in the movie So Michael B Jordan shows up in this movie, which I when when they said it, I was like, "Is it gonna be Michael?" Like I I had the first the first inkling. I was like, "Did they really get Michael Jordan for this?" And then the second inkling, they like you see they they show a shot of his shoes coming out. I was like, "Oh, Michael Jordan would never wear those shoes," and so I knew immediately at that point. He's like, "It's Michael B Jordan," (laughs) and credit to them for doing this bit. Yeah, it, I think it lands, but it it drags on for a little bit.
1: I, don't, I it's only like a minute. It's really only a minute long. It was like thirty seconds more than it needed. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's funny. It is a two hour long movie, and the first one's an hour twenty seven. So they did tack on a lot. I it's it's the basketball part. They lengthened the, the basketball game out. part's pretty long in the first one too. It's at least a half hour of the first one.
0: I think this is longer. This might be long. Like this has got to be like fifty minutes of basketball.
1: I don't know if it's that long, but it might be close. I think it's it's got to be. I mean, time felt fucking interminable watching this. I I there's because there's no way that like it's like
0: twenty minutes into the movie when he finally gets sucked up into. Yeah. Tomb world, right? So he's got to he's he like takes all that time to. The next half hour to, to start and prep for the match. And then there's all this the stuff the with match.
1: algae Rhythm manipulating his son. Yeah, like they got to build up that up. They got to
0: practice. They got to get their squad together. Yeah. They have to do all the Looney Tunes bits. Yeah. They did the montage and stuff. And then it's fucking 15 minutes of the, the basketball game. That's yeah. a long game. That's the thing. It's like, it's a long-ass game. It is. It is. Half an hour doesn't feel long, but you can do like 15 minutes for the first half and then 15 minutes for the second half and... Then Bill Murray comes in and he says, I don't play defense. If they had gotten rid of all the
1: server-verse Warner Brothers IP fuckfest bullshit, they probably would have lost that half hour and this movie would have been back at the reasonable length of the first one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think the first one does a good job of getting you in and out because there's not really that and much to... And the
1: first one like knows it's like a Looney Tunes movie that's doing a basketball tie-in. It's largely for kids. It looks like shit. It runs really shitty. But it's nothing more than it needs to be. And I don't mind it for that. Like, the first movie is very much like, it is what it is. It's fine. And this one's trying to be so much more and clearly cost a lot more money. And seems like it's for so much fewer people like the first one it's like it's kids and it also like you can enjoy it if you're older and it's like you're watching it ironically and this one's like who what's this one for you know you know what also they have to sell you
0: on lebron james being a big deal at the beginning like they they like don cheeto's character says like oh he's like this basketball player, he's, he does this stuff, he's got, like, he's a social media, like, like, king, yeah, right? Yeah. They have to sell you on the fact that LeBron James is, like, a legitimate celebrity that is, like, worthy enough for this acquisition. Where, in the first Space Jam, everybody knows who the fuck Michael Jordan is. Because at the time, like, culture, like, I mean, a lot of people know who LeBron James is, but at the time, like, it, the high point of the this 90s culture is that you know who the fuck fuck michael jordan is and if you don't like something wrong with you right like <laughs> do you think I, I don't know i feel like lebron
1: james is probably as well known like i mean maybe may, he doesn't take up as large a share of culture as michael jordan did be, at his height but he's probably equally well known it might be like he is equally as well known but they don't
0: they never have to sell you on the fact that michael jordan is a big deal
1: the first one's also doing this whole like good-natured low-key thing where it's like oh it's like everyone's being really nice to him and it's and it's like he's not good at baseball but everyone's trying not to you know everyone's trying to keep Michael Jordan happy but it just but it kind of works cuz it's a kids movie and just everyone being really positive like feels nice you know what i mean it's got it's got a unique tone i'll give the first one that like it's going for a unique very 90s weird shoddy atmosphere texture.
0: <laughs> like I love I love the opening fucking thing in this movie. No of of uh of the first space jam. His he's like shooting hoops in his backyard and his dad's like, You can be a great like basketball player and he's, he's just like, I don't wanna be a baseball player like you, Dad <laughs> And he's just like, his dad's like, no, asshole, you're going to be a basketball player. You got, you goddamn damn it, you're the best or whatever. And then he's just like, I'm just the best basketball player, right, dad? Except I got to do baseball. And now. this
1: movie also starts with a young LeBron talking to his father. No,
0: to his mom. Oh, is it? His, his mom was like, you go get him, LeBron. And then his coach was oh, like, oh, it's his coach, right? His coach Not was his, like, yeah. you got to stop playing these Looney Tunes <laughs> Game Boy games. It's
1: nineteen ninety eight. <laughs> was there a Looney Tunes game? It looked he, like Donkey Kong, but Looney
0: it was, Tunes It was like he was playing a game with Bugs Bunny in it. He's yeah. like his friend was like, Here, I got this Game Boy <laughs> which is very expensive at the time. It had to be about like seventy-five, a hundred dollars. I don't know. But like he's got he's got the old ass Game Boy and he's playing it and then he like he's like, Oh LeBron, you're up, you gotta shoot the shot and then he misses the shot. And this coach yells at him, and he throws the Game Boy out.
1: Like, what the fuck? You got It's me his at? friend's Game Boy. It's not, his, it's not even his. It's Game Boy. Oh, my God. His friend, I would
0: have been pissed if, if I gave my friend my Game Boy to borrow to play before our basketball game, and then he just threw it in the fucking garbage.
1: Yeah. So... Is there anything to say about this movie other than what it means for our culture? I don't think there's anything to say about the narrative of the film. The meta-narrative is much more interesting than the actual narrative. About
0: where we are as a society and a culture is more important. It's like the more important thing this year. It's sort of just like witnessing...
1: Witness me? it's, It's
0: witnessing like a metaphorical death, right? Like if we weren't... If we weren't already seeing it before with the Fast and Furious movies, the uh, the Avengers movies, all the Marvel stuff, it's it's those those kind of movies. I guess not Fast and Furious, but more the Marvel movies. They kind of like trick you into thinking that they're more than they are, and at least at this point, Warner Brothers has decided we're just going to put all their cards on the table and just say this is what this is. And they acknowledge that it's terrible at the beginning, which is so funny
1: to me. Yeah, but here we are, podcasting about it. It really does feel like we 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 live in a post Marvel. Like Marvel is is so much of the deciding factor, like the tipping moment. Well, in film, a lot of in modern film culture, all, all film now is more like TV,
0: where it's episodic and it. it each film is a new episode of the same thing.
1: I mean, we've seen that almost literally with the um, the Fear Street Netflix film trilogy that's come out in the mm. past few weeks. Because, you know, one week they have 1994, a week later they released... I don't remember the fucking... I, I haven't watched them, so I don't remember the years of all of them. Like the, But it's a trilogy of movies that they released on Netflix a week apart, and it's almost like a mini-series of movies. You know what I mean? Right. So it's it's like... But then it, it, on the flip side it's TV has become more film. Like yeah, I mean miniseries shoot, have become they, huge where it's like, oh, it's like here's a uh, you know, a single premise that we've expanded out to 6 to 10 hours. They shoot it more like a
0: film. They they construct All it, it more was, like a film yeah. and they deal with a lot of things that films nowadays are not exploring. They
1: Occasionally with one director throughout even. You know? Yeah.
0: And it's it's a lot about the the model of distribution and how these are going to get to the masses, it's more people are going to go see something that they already know and are attached to than something that is brand new and yeah. something that they may have heard about and want to check out or something that they they just want to go see a movie and they see looks interesting.
1: It's, it's almost become easier to take a risk on TV because a movie, you need to convince people to buy a ticket every single fucking time you need to freshly convince people to buy a ticket tv in the streaming world netflix can take a risk on a tv show that you know, isn't a guarantee because it already has guaranteed income from everyone's subscriptions. They know there's going to be people there to potentially watch it. Now, if they don't watch it, they're not going to renew it, but they don't need to worry about the funding all that much because the audience already exists. The audience is paying them on a consistent basis. Whereas, like, a new movie, it's like, oh, we don't know what the what the box office is going to be. But streaming sites know, oh, we make this much money every month, here's how much TV we can afford to make, and here's how much of that can afford to be a risk. When it comes down to it, it's just all about money
0: for everybody involved, it seems like, nowadays. And there's just less and less art. that sucks.
1: Yep. That said, I will never cancel my HBO Max subscription because we're getting Game of Thrones spinoffs. And I know that makes me a piece of shit. Um can't wait for Dune that's going to be cool Yeah yeah